You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. And welcome into Minor Talk. Sal Montes here filling in. Uh, we'll see if we get Adrian Broadus in a bit. I know that uh, Adrian himself, he's out there at an event and um, over there at, let me be specific, I don't want to just say at an event. Um, he is at the Oscar Arieta Agency event and uh, Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency as well. And uh, yeah, so we'll be here. We might have Alberto coming in, maybe Zay. Other than that, guys, UTEP gets the win over at the Haskins Center to complete the home sweep over Western Kentucky, 93-87, to 87, 42 points in the first half, 51 in the second half against uh, one of the better running teams uh, when it comes to pace and uh, just pushing it up in Conference USA. UTEP getting north of 90, 93-87 over Western Kentucky. And yeah, UTEP now advancing to 2-2 two and two in Conference USA play, 11-8 and eight overall western dropping to 13 and 6 2 and 3 in league play give us your thoughts 915-505-6009 once again 915-505-6009 a lot to kind of uh, unpack from this game i know that a lot of people out there including myself were kind of asking for more and, and to see some consistency and um i'm i'm not surprised at the point differential i think um this was a game that if both teams are running they they could be you know within 5 to 6 points if they're taking relatively good care of the ball if they're able to counter each other I, I expected a, a closer than usual game I did have Western on top no pun intended but I was wrong there so give a UTEP credit 93-87 over Western Kentucky uh, but when I say a lot to unpack uh, when it comes to this game just seeing a lot of um a lot of action from a lot of guys out there. Of course, Tay Hardy, reliable tonight, 9 for 18, putting up 18 shots, but he finishes 500. Of course, 27 points and uh, you you could kind of pick at those stats but shooting from beyond the arc being perfect from the charity stripe and also just being active on the floor in all phases four steals again uh, or uh, another good stealing night for the miners again but four steals to Tay Hardy's credit also grabs four boards you split them both offensively and defensively and um, yeah that I mean Tay Hardy, really the guy who answered the bell tonight, along with some others. But give us your thoughts, 915-505-6009. We also are on Twitter, at 600 ESPN El Paso. Let me go ahead and load these up. Let's see what uh, what people have been saying. I know that a lot of people were probably glued to the TV watching the 49ers and also watching uh, the Green Bay Packers tonight. We have Alberto just stepping in. And, uh, yeah, a lot to unpack here. Let's uh, let's take a look at what's going on on Twitter. And uh, just going to load this up here. I know we had a lot of them during the game. But we'll start off with uh, Tristan Pence, this one coming in. Important win for the Miners. Kudos to the Miner coaches for switching to a full-court press late in the game and forcing some turnovers when they could not stop Western's half-court offense. The Miners really need to improve their defense moving forward. That coming in from Tristan Pence, uh, true. Uh, I think we've seen the defense kind of be the uh, the calling for Coach Golding and the teams that he's coached this year. Uh, the numbers don't necessarily reflect that, but on the flip side, I do think this team is able to run a lot more than uh, previous years. So something different to expect, but uh, no. Definitely understand that. Taking a look elsewhere on Twitter. Let me go back further and then uh, work my way up because a lot of them to get to. And uh, this one coming in from, let's see here, Joe Chacon. This posted an hour ago. Even Joe Golding, and this is a picture with uh, Benjamin Grajeda, a reporter for ESPN Plus, uh, chatting with Coach Golding. He says, uh, even Coach Joe Golding is looking at the stat and going, already 13 years, and that is in reference to uh, him coaching about 13 years. Uh, yes, it's his 13th season. And um, there we go, more context here. He says, reporter, Coach, you're in your 13th season. How does this win compare to those previous 12? And a reply from Coach Golding, time sure does fly. Seems like it was just yesterday, but this one felt good. Uh, cool tweet, Joe Chacon. Shout out to you. Uh, also, as the hashtags, I can't forget hashtag Minor Talk, hashtag Reppin from Colorado now. 
Pick my Axe 915. This conference might be so bad. UTEP still has a shot to win the conference title if they get it rolling. I have my doubts, but I still have hope. Good win tonight, fellas. Now, go win on the road. Yeah, winning on the road is going to be huge for the Miners. Uh, we'll look at the schedule. We'll kind of break it down a little bit. But, uh, yeah, Don Haskins Center, the friendly confines of it have been beneficial for UTEP. But, of course, it's a, it's a dog-eat-dog type of league when, when you get into the thick of things. So the Miners are going to have to win some games on the road. And not just them, but a lot of teams in conference USA, if they kind of want to, I don't want to say separate themselves from the rest of the pack, but to show that, hey, this team can be for real when it comes to the Conference USA tournament. We have Alberto Rueta. Let me uh, let me do this real quick. We have the mic on, and I cannot hear myself at all right now, but I'm going to be plugging in some headphones, and we got the splitter right there. Alberto, go ahead and plug these in, and then we'll, we'll get you situated here because I want to get your thoughts on the minor game tonight. Um, there we go. And we should be good. Perfect. I can hear myself again. You should be good to go in those. Um, but let's see here. Looks like we do have a line ringing in. And this is what I'm going to do, guys. We're not even going to screen it. There, there's no way we could screen it. So all I'm asking for you all to do is just please keep it clean. No cussing. And another rule, only one caller per show. But you can send as many tweets as you want if you'd like. And if if it's something bad in there, of course, we... Uh, We'll kind of paraphrase to a much cleaner version. But uh, let's see who we got on the lines. You're in on Minor Talk. Who do we have here? Mike from Austin. Mike from Austin. What's going on, Mike? How'd you like the game tonight? Ah, I love the game. Interesting game. Interesting stats coming from the game. So it'll be interesting to see how y'all break it down. Which one do you you like most or find most interesting when it comes to the stats for UTEP? Um, well, I gotta tell you, uh, there's three. Um, the first one that's the easiest uh, to talk about is something that was mentioned last week was when Tay Hardy uh, gets more than double digits in a game where we were eight and zero and we're now nine and zero. Not Hardy, I'm sorry, Powell. Uh, Powell. Yeah, is it Powell? Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that we're in number one in Conference USA in field goal percentage. Yeah, the, what an interesting um, stat there, right? Because we talk about, hey, this team is missing open jumpers, but they lead the league in, a, in field goal percentage. Go ahead, Mike. And then the third one that was mentioned this evening was that we're number one in forced uh, forced turnovers in the country, not just Conference USA, but in the country. So with those three pretty impressive stats, um, well, at least two of them, you know, the Zig Powell thing is, yeah. you know, within our organization. But with those two pretty impressive stats, um, are, have we turned a corner? Are we starting to see what the, the potential of this team was altogether? Uh, and so – yeah. I'll just hang up and listen to what y'all have to say. Mike from Austin, thanks so much for the call. And uh, no great questions there. Um, yes, if, if kind of the, the court has been turned and, um, you know, if, if that's kind of what's going on there. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I, I think there's still a lot of basketball left to be played. We want to see that on the road. I think that would be the next step to kind of answer that question. And we want to see it on the road consistently. But I'll tell you this much. It is a lot better basketball that they're playing now than uh, what we've seen the last uh, three weeks or so uh, before this home stretch. I definitely think that they're cashing in at the free throw line. That's one area of improvement, which is helping them out. Um, tonight, they shot better when it came to the three-point line here. Uh, 35% overall for the Miners, but 7 for 20. And, and some good heat check threes um, that they had, some transition threes that um, if, if you're a fan of basketball in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, you might be – you might be pulling your hair out if you still have it, saying, what are you doing shooting in transition? But that's just the way the game is played now. However, they played within the rhythm of what today's game is, so that's another plus. But we got to see some consistency from the Miners. And uh, last game, 13 turnovers, and tonight, 14 turnovers. I-, I know that's still kind of slightly north of where Goldie wants it, but they've been taking way better care of the ball than they have um, throughout that, that terrible stretch that they were playing. So uh, I wouldn't say the corner's fully turned just yet, but it's definitely um, – there are a couple of MPHs quicker and uh, turning that corner sooner than a lot of people might expect. What about you, Alberto? 
No, yeah, I liked. Uh, I loved what I saw from the miners, especially in those last four minutes. You know, I checked the game book, and in the last four minutes, with four minutes left on the clock, four fifty, the miners and the hilltoppers were tied seventy-five, seventy-five. And the miners were able to, you know, pull this one out. And I think that was really impressive, especially when you think about um, the crash, you know, that they had at FIU. I'm, I'm surprised that wasn't on their mind. And, yeah, the, the miners played great. Their defense has kept them in games. It kept them in this one. So that was phenomenal to watch. And, uh, yeah, I love what I saw from Tay, and I loved what I saw from a lot of the guys, especially the freshmen, you know. Um, Cal- Corey, Corey Camper, he was a, he was a great player. Yeah. He had a great game. Yeah, and I think um, when it comes to the newcomers, uh, we'll just mention them off real quick. Corey Camper, and I'll reel off a handful of them. I don't want to mention all of them, but these ones in question, Corey Camper. You also have Terrell Jr., um, Elijah Jones. Uh, just looking at those guys and what they've brought to the table, definitely able to uh, impact the game in a big way when you combine all that they shot. And when you look at them individually as well, definitely 500 or better. Corey Camper, 6'4", 11, and he gets 31 minutes. I think that's a huge stat right there. We could definitely break that down later on. Also gets three boards, um, only two fouls to his credit, three assists, and finishes with 19 points, the second leading scorer uh, for the Miners tonight, and the second leading scorer overall in the game tonight. Uh, so Corey Camper definitely playing um, you know, huge minutes tonight and assisting the Miners and delivering some continuity for them when it came to, uh, to play. And I don't want to just say offense or defense specifically, but I think in general, he was reliable when it came down to it in the grand scheme of things. Looking over at uh, David Terrell Jr., 17 minutes as well, so getting just... um just slightly under what half a game would be in 20 minutes. Uh, He's at 17, but he's one for two. And impressively, he's getting to the rim at a a good clip, four for six from from free throw line tonight as well, shooting a good percentage there, grabbing some boards, uh, looking at it. Two fouls, I think that may have been... um, why the minutes were lower than they should have. However, you can look at how everybody else is playing and, and kind of say, hey, hey, there's some momentum there. We'll keep on riding that. But continuing uh, down Terrell's stat sheet, only one turnover and a steal, which kind of cancels it out. So effective in all phases. And then another one that we mentioned, Elijah Jones, um, a stat that Mike from Austin mentioned was a higher field goal, the highest field goal percentage for teams in Conference USA. And it's it's a small contribution um, numbers-wise, I guess, only three attempts, but huge when it comes down to how much you should value a possession. In five minutes, he um, he scores six points tonight and uh, 0 for 1 from the charity stripe. So he did miss his free throw, but gets three rebounds, uh, only one foul and one turnover uh, to his credit in uh, in the short amount of time that he played. So those three newcomers, um, definitely something to... I guess uh, look. I don't want to say look forward to down a stretch uh, as far as uh, years go because we we know what today's um, what today's day and age is in basketball, right? The portal. So n- no no confirmation there. It's just a, just an idea. But um, down the season here, Alberto, those three guys for the newcomers. Um, do you expect to see them all continuously get north of um, let's say fifteen minutes each of them the rest of the way? Yeah, I do. You know, I think that they've given you a lot of great looks, and and they and they. I'd rather develop them than I think to give some of these veterans who are continuously giving you bad looks and 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 bad plays. Um, just take them out. You know, give your younger guys an opportunity to develop. And Tay Hardy's obviously not included in this. You know, he's a pretty much the only veteran that's playing lights out. Otis Frazier will play lights out from time to time. But you know, some of the other guys are a little bit of a disappointment. You know, I won't name anybody to put anybody in the spotlight or anything, but. There's just been a lot left to, to – or the miners have just left a lot on the table from the veterans. You know, veterans have left uh, a lot of things undone. So I'd love to see the min- the, the freshmen get more minutes. And I think that we need to do um, – or what this win tells us, you know, these pairs, the, these two wins tells us, is that the dynamic of the conference has changed a little bit with the addition of NMSU. Why yeah. do I say that? Because, you know, now teams have to take a trip where they play two games, you know, almost back-to-back. So that changes things where you would just come into El Paso, play El Paso, and leave. Now you come into El Paso, play El Paso, and then you go to Las Cruces, play Las Cruces, and then you get to go home. So it, yeah, it changes things. It, and you know what? That's a good point because with the addition of New Mexico State, uh, we could kind of throw last year out the window. But uh, recently, they, the success that they've had has made the Pan Am Center one of the more um, tougher places to play when they were, of course, at that time in the WAC and uh, – 
you know, independent when they had to, you know, reel in some teams there. Whatever the case is, my point is uh, the Pan Am Center is not the easiest place to play. And having those on uh, on your road trip, if you're one of the teams in Conference USA, could be could be trouble. I mean, I, I reference this too as well because in the past the Miners, when they're on the road, they'll typically, and I'll look at the schedule here um, in a bit because I want to be absolutely certain for this season. But in the past, what I'm getting at is they would take a trip to Murfreesboro and then uh, they would take to uh, take a trip to uh, Bowling Green uh, when it came down to it. And yeah, there it is. I'm looking at their schedule and uh, they're going to be out in a Bowling Green on the 15th of February. Then they'll be in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. My point is that's been one of the uh, tougher road trips uh, for other teams in Conference USA. So kind of paying the favor back. But no, that, that could be definitely um, a trip that can trip some teams up when it comes to teams trying to get, you know, on a, on a good winning track. If they're on a winning track, you know, they definitely have some tests there. Um, or if you get those wins against those two teams, it could kind of show, um, you know, some confidence to your team if you're taking that trip and getting one of the two. Yeah, getting one of the two games. And you know what? It just takes a toll on your team to, to play two games so close together. You know, the Miners won this game because of their great performances on defense and offense. But they were aided by the fact that Christian Lander, who was number four for the Hilltoppers, and averages 10 points in 25 minutes a game. So, you know, a pretty pretty key player for them. One of the three guys that scores in double digits, he was out. He got banged up late in the NMSU game, and he didn't suit for this one. So stuff like that is going to start happening, and it can happen to the minors, you know, on that trip. So that's something to keep in mind, you know, the, the wear and tear on the bodies of these athletes as they travel and the season gets uh, further into the season. Yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing what uh, what can happen in this new Conference USA. See, no hyphen USA. That's, uh, that's the league that's uh, popular right now when it comes to all the members in it. But what we're going to do here really quickly, we're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification. We'll be back in just a bit right here on Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso. And welcome back to Minor Talk. Looks like we have another calling in. Like I mentioned, there's no screening going on. We're not going to do that. We don't have the ability, but uh, something fun. So we just ask that you keep it clean. Let's go back to the phone lines. You're in on Minor Talk. Who do we have on? All right, there it is. They're shy, they're shy. It was uh, Casper, the friendly ghost, who called in. That, that's awesome. I did now I could say I know somebody who uh, who was really famous in the uh, in the '90s. So uh, yeah, that's the way that we'll do it here, Alberto. F- funny stuff. It's uh, it's great. But no, let's let's kind of break down some of these numbers. Um, we, we talked about Tay Hardy earlier. We'll kind of um, you know dig deeper into the numbers as the show goes on. But um, just looking down the uh, the stat sheet, I think doesn't necessarily tell the, the the full tale of one's game. But Trey Horton tonight only getting 11 minutes. Uh, one for three when it comes to uh, to field goals, and he gets his free throw there. Uh, finishes with three points, gets a steal. Um, w- what I'm getting at, though, when it comes to Trey Horton, although only 11 minutes, I thought him being active tonight was uh, was fun to watch when it came to him just flying all over the floor. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch, but like we've said before, you know, they're 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 letting these freshmen get minutes, but they're not letting them have a free reign, and I think that's key. That's that's exemplified here in Trey Horton's minutes this game and last game. He just hasn't had a bunch of minutes that we thought he would see after winning the conference USA Player of the Year. So, I mean, Player of the Week. So, yeah, I mean, it hasn't increased his numbers. He's just. Um, He's just working his way up, you know, almost 11 minutes this time. Elijah Jones, he went perfect from the field. He only got three, th- five minutes. So yeah, that's something to, to keep in mind. You know, a lot of these guys are playing really well. So coaches cutting down on the, on the rotation and, and guys aren't getting as much minutes. Tay Hardy played 38 minutes today. Man, a, a the most lot of, of any player. A, a lot of uh, a lot of fun numbers there. Let's uh, let's go back to the phone lines. You're and on minor talk. Who do we have on the line? Hey, what's up, South? Kevin. Kevin, how are you, my man? Good, man. What about you? Hey, living the dream, man. Got to watch some uh, some fun football today. Got to see the Miners win. Can't complain one bit. Yeah, no, it was a pretty good game, honestly. I can't complain with this game either, you know. And I've uh, I've been this team's like biggest critic, you know, throughout the whole year, you know. Um, they shot well from the free throw. They shot well as a team. They shot well from three point. Like, who is this team, you know? Um, I, I yeah. you know, so I think they're starting to gain their rhythm a little bit, man. They're, they're starting to find their shots. They're starting to find, you know, where they can, you know, shoot the ball the best and stuff. But 
I don't know, man. I watched a lot of Conference USA ball today, man, and I think the conference is wide open, man. You know, UTEP gets hot at the right time. We can, we'll see what happens. Yeah, a lot of teams uh, have that potential this year, and I'm going to roll down the um, or, or scroll down here when it comes to their schedule. But just kind of looking at some of the teams that you can kind of clump in that in that group. Um, Sam Houston could be one of them. Of course, Liberty mm-hmm. could be one of them. Uh, New Mexico State, hey, they they got their home sweep as well. Yeah, um, hey, don't let yeah. the record fool you. They're a better team than their record, man. I will say. Yeah, their guards are so much uh, fun to watch, and then just seeing them in unison, if you're a coach, mm-hmm. it's got to make you smile. So, no, I definitely agree there. Yeah, no, most definitely. I mean, we, I, I need to see this team win on the road, though, Sal. That's the only thing that's, key, that's bugging me. They're man. all five on the road, man. So, it, in that case, um, that's coming up, man. It's coming up next yeah. week. La Tech and Sam Houston, what, what do you think is going to happen on that road trip? Well, you know, La Tech, man, I, I didn't pick them to do anything this year in this conference, but they look pretty damn good, you know. I mean, I hope we squeak out the win. And, and Sam Houston State, I'm actually going to be at that game on the road, so oh, they nice. better freaking win. I'm, I'm driving three <laughs> hours from Austin to go watch them in Huntsville, so they better freaking win because I'm going to be there. <laughs> I'll, I'll send the letter out to everybody in athletics. Uh, go out there and Yeah, no, but I, I hope. <laughs> I, I say one and one, though. Okay, and that's not that's not too bad either. This this I think mm-hmm. is one of their tougher road trips. Of course, the uh, the TAC being one of the tougher places to play in Conference USA, and then just seeing what's happened at a Johnson Coliseum in Huntsville um, over the years. I mean, those fans are starting to get some of that. Um, you, you mentioned the team getting in the rhythm, right? I think those fans are mm-hmm. getting in the rhythm of uh, of rooting for their team because it hasn't been one of the easier places to play within the last decade or so. No, yeah, most definitely. I may not. I may not try to be like a crazy fan at the game. I'll just try to like keep my mouth shut. As <laughs> just much wear as I can, orange. You know, I think you'll be silence. okay. <laughs> hey, I'll be wearing my Texas Western gear. Don't worry. I'll, I'll be out there. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate you calling in. All right, take it easy, Sal. Awesome, awesome. Let's uh, let's go back over to the uh, the phone, not the phone lines, the uh, the Twitterverse or the uh, the Xverse, however you want to say it. I still say Twitter, and when I updated all the apps on my phone the other week, I was a little sad because um, I still had the original Twitter, and then I had to update the app. And um, life has been been great since then. But no, looking at a, at the tweets, just kind of going down the list here, uh, going over to Pinky. Uh, this about an hour ago, he said Kalu has no presence on offense or defense hashtag minor talk and um, I, I think the uh, production from Kalu within the last couple of games um, I, I don't want to say it's it's discouraging I think today was kind of in that wheelhouse you got to see him be a little bit aggressive and effective however in a, in 18 minutes uh, only getting five rebounds I think uh, you, you kind of want to have that number be a little bit more uh, but the miners win the rebound battle when it comes to it as well by one 34 to 33 however I definitely want to see that from him what was your take on Kalu tonight? Yeah, I think he needs to play a little better. I think that, you know, those uh, points he's giving away right underneath the basket, those are hard to forgive, and they look horrible on TV. And so minor fans, no matter what you do, if you do one of those a game, that's all they're going to remember, you know. No matter how many buckets you make after, they're going to remember the wide open yeah. layup or dunk that you missed. So that's rough. But you know what? Coach hasn't lost faith. He gave him 17 minutes, five rebounds, not too bad. He drew two fouls. He didn't foul anybody. That's not bad. It could have been a whole lot worse. I was expecting to see maybe a couple steals from him because there's a lot of steals in this game. You know, uh, Tay Hardy had four, Otis Frazier had four, Zid Powell had two, Calvin Solomon had three. So I expected him to get some steals. He didn't, but that's all right. You know, his his plus minus right now is minus eight, which isn't great. So... He needs to improve if he wants to see more playing time, and especially in conference play. I think when it comes to Kalu tonight, the the one uh, big knock, and I know I went on like a, a two-minute rant earlier, but for Kalu, I think the biggest knock on him tonight was was kind of just letting those uh, those guys get by him to get those buckets. In other areas, I think he was relatively efficient. And uh, one thing that's hampered him has been fouls. No fouls tonight, which was huge, and also uh, no turnovers. So reliable when it comes to those aspects. Kind of just want to see that defense tweaked up a bit, and um, who knows what can happen. It was it was a, a relatively good night for Calu, in my opinion. wasn't the greatest, but um, you know some a, a performance that you could accept. Um, you know, I respect to agree. So uh, credit there. Let's take a look elsewhere when it comes to Twitter. Uh, man, a lot of them to get to, and uh, this one from picks my pick my axe. Looks like we read that earlier. This one from King Eric at seventeen King Eric. 
Quality win for sure. Maybe this is the swing us minor fans need. Good tweet there. This one from Manny David. Good win for the minors. Too many easy layups for Western, but they were able to keep it close and got the W. Hopefully they can split the upcoming road trip. A sweep would be even better. LaTeX going to be tough. Uh, yeah, we talk. We'll talk about uh, the uh, the road trip coming up in um, in more detail in just a bit. This one also from uh, Caesar. Cubillos at Ice Cubillos. Strong showing by UTEP men's basketball tonight. Hardy and Camper were on fire and defense showed up when it had to. Free throws made a big difference. Glad to see the win. Hopefully they can take the momentum on the road. See everyone at the women's game Thursday. Awesome tweet from Ice Cubillos. I, I like his points there, how the free throws um, were the big difference. We, we talked about the the poor free throw shooting from this team earlier in the year, but with, with the game that was close like it was tonight, I know the Miners went by six, but they had to do some pulling away uh, being 24 from 29 from the free throw line is going to help a lot. It, it really is. You're not going to give the defense an opportunity to, um, or, or the opposition, I'd say, an, an opportunity to kind of top what you did when you're able to make your free throws. Because if, if you're able to make them, that's able to extend the possession. And man, I can't believe we're actually talking about improved free throw shooting after the first month and a half here, Alberto. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's a difficult it's it's a weird situation, you know. Just last year, the minor this minor team was horrible at sh- shooting the the free throws. So seeing this huge improvement is a phenomenal thing to see. And you know what, Zid Powell, eight free throws, drew three, drew four fouls today. Got eight free throws. He's a he's a he's a foul drawing machine, and that's why. The advanced analytics love him. He just gets to the foul line and he makes most of those shots. So if the miners shoot like this from the from the charity stripe all year and they get to the charity stripe yeah. like this, they got to the charity stripe over two times as, many, as like over twice as many times as the Hilltoppers did. So if you do that day in day out, it's going to be hard to beat you. Especially you know they won the turnover. I mean they won the rebound battle, thirty four to thirty three. Not a huge margin of victory, but a, a win's a win. So yeah, this 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 Western Kentucky team they came in ranked first in conference USA and scoring first in uh holding the opponents to low uh, three-point percentage they hold they hold their opponents to 29.3 percent from the three they come they're first and seven first in conference you would say and 17th in the country in rebounds per game with 41 miners kept them to 33 so they, they they boxed out they played well to the end so that was great but we'll see what happens in this in this next uh road stint that that could do that they can do a lot of damage for them you know yeah, Western Kentucky, I think their offense has been one of the more high-powered offenses uh, when it comes to Conference USA. And I heard a stat. I'm just going to look this up to make sure that that's exactly the case here when it comes to Western Kentucky. But the stat that I heard was when they score 80 or more, they're undefeated. And, and as I'm looking down their um, their schedule, uh, they dropped 77 there. Okay, this is actually, yeah, this is the first time that they drop 80-plus and lose the game, the Miners get 93, but uh, the closest they've been to that was, um, or one of the close games was 74 points in a loss to Sam Houston, who dropped 78. They dropped uh, 77 against Canisius, who uh, dropped 85. So, um, yeah, those two games were their highest scoring games in a loss. Definitely not 80 points, but uh, the Miners able to not only run with the Hilltoppers, who was one of the quicker teams in Conference USA, but um, also able to defeat them when they get 80 points or more. So those fun little tidbits to look at when it comes to it um, for tonight's game. Back over to the Twitter sphere. Let's see what else is going on um, this one from Mr. Lee Brooks. And, uh, oh, it's in reference to Zay's uh, article from earlier today. And I do want to plug this. Definitely a great article by our man Zay Galindo. Uh, the Chapin Basketball Experience. It's real and spectacular. Check it out. 600 ESPN El Paso.com. Or if you want a shortcut, you could just put KROD.com. Um, you probably haven't heard that yet, but there you go. It's a cool little trick there. But yeah, those are what's coming in on Twitter. So uh, yeah, shout out to Zay for that amazing article as well. This one from Pinky uh, at Jaime Pinky NM. And this one says Good UTEP win tonight. Kalu looked lost on both sides of the court. And not only tonight, but the last few games. What about Hamilton? Pick up emoji and then also minor talk. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I mean, Hamilton, we haven't really seen much uh, when it comes to him this year. And that's in general. I, I can't really reference a lot uh, when it comes to the play just because we haven't seen so much of it. But Hamilton not getting minutes, um, you know, like he's had in the past here, Alberto. Um, what do you make of it? Do you think that's more of maybe the younger guys are coming to play? They're getting the production that they need? Or do you think there may be a little bit more to it? Well, I think it's just a lot of a lot of factors that are playing into his diminished role. I think that for one, the minors have gone smaller, right? They're just not going as big. You know, a lot of times you'll see a lot of smaller guys on the field, on the on the court, so he's just not out there. And on top of that, I think that his poor performances at the beginning, when he should have you know been really hot when they played those teams that aren't you know on a on a super high level, his poor performance there just didn't give the coaches anything that they're super confident about that merits more pa- playing time. You know, so I think that's what's affecting him. It, it's it's yeah, it's not fun to watch to see him be on the bench, just warm up and to be on the bench. But there's a lot of guys on this team that are not getting minutes too. So, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Garrett Levesque didn't get in. Uh, what's the other one? This other freshman. So there's a lot of guys that didn't get um, didn't get in. So, yeah, it, it is sad, especially knowing that he had a role on the team last year. But that's just the name of the game. And hopefully he can he can turn things around here. Yeah, I think Coach Golden is one to call a player's number when uh, when it's time to be called. And also, too, uh, anything can happen out there on the floor. So definitely um, has to have all of his guys ready. I know that's kind of cliche and easy to say, but it's it's true, though. I mean, this this game moves so quickly, especially in a, in a game that had the pace like it did tonight. you got to have as many horses ready to go. So, uh, no, interesting tweet there from Pinky. Let's take a look elsewhere on Twitter. I think that might be it for now. Yes, what we're going to do in the meanwhile, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a bit. We'll break down some more stats, probably give out some awards. I know it's kind of a quiet night tonight. A lot of people glued to their TVs watching the NFC divisional matchup between the Niners and the Packers. Came down to the last possession. Uh, we'll, I don't want to say we'll break it down, uh, but we'll, we'll kind of go into the playoffs and, and give our predictions the rest of the way. But we'll do that when we come back. You're listening to Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency on 600 ESPN El Paso. And welcome back to Minor Talk here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Minor Talk is brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. And um, yeah, we're, we're live and direct, 915-505-6009. We might wrap it up in just a bit. Kind of a slow night. Uh, we know that a lot of people glued in to the NFC divisional matchup. And um, I don't know if you got to see it um, earlier tonight, Alberto. I know you were out the game, but maybe if you just heard what was going on. But um, the Packers were, were taking it to the Niners and the Niners not getting the lead until the um, until the second half um, or a matter of fact they, they got it to us in the first half I should say but um, the Niners kind of sealing the deal in late in the fourth quarter there uh, but the Packers just showing up in that first half did, did you get any glimpse of it I did and unfortunately it was too locked into the Niners game but you know what I was looking at the box scores you know just to keep an eye on a couple of props here or there just curious nothing going on just curious wanted to know and yeah I mean for a long time it looked like the Packers had it and I just don't know what happened I'm gonna have to go back watch the highlights they they captured on the end I saw something on Twitter where it was like two Packers sitting on the bench and they're just sitting in all their I think their mouths are open they're just kind of like yeah. what just happened so something happened out there at uh, Levi Stadium we're gonna have to see what happened I'm ready for tomorrow's games. Yeah, the the Packers missed a field goal in the um in the second half and and that um a big difference uh, maker obviously the the difference here in the game is 3 points 24 to 21 but um that could have uh you know given them a chance um what would ultimately be overtime of course hindsight is always 2020 who knows what happens in the meanwhile but no a, a fun game to watch and I think um one where um the winner of this game would have momentum either um, um, I was going to say going into somewhere. It doesn't really matter, though. The winner of this game would have momentum going into the uh, whatever stadium they would walk into next, whether that be home or away. And uh, they await the winner of tomorrow's matchup between the Lions and the Bucks. Uh, before we go further on minor talk here, let me go ahead and bring up the uh, the schedule. Um, 
we know earlier today, Baltimore defeating Houston, kind of uh, routing Houston in the second half. Impressive first half by D'Amico Ryans in the game that he was calling in the first half. But uh, Houston um, not able to um, capitalize on opportunities on offense. But uh, Baltimore just able to stay on top. 34-10, to Baltimore winning, of course, tonight San Francisco. Tomorrow we mentioned Tampa Bay and Detroit. Kansas City and Buffalo is going to be a good one. Who do you have tomorrow when it comes to the first one, Tampa Bay or Detroit? I think Detroit will take this one. They just have uh, the mojo on their side, and I think that they they have a lot of special guys on their team. They have the guys to make it uh, to, to do it to do the job. Nice, nice. Of course, I'm a homer. You know who I'm picking already. Uh, but but in. Either way, though, the reality of it is I do think uh, top to bottom Detroit has the better talent on the team, um, better – I don't want to say better coach all the way. A lot of respect to a Todd Bowles and uh, Tampa Bay's here for a reason. They, they're riding a hot streak right now going into uh, Detroit. But um, Tampa Bay defeating Philadelphia last week, a lot of momentum on their side. All that being said, I understand it. I still have Detroit in that one. But tomorrow, the big one, Buffalo against Kansas City, Jer- um, Josh Allen. I was going to say Jared Allen. That's the defensive lineman. But uh, Josh Allen trying to um, exercise those demons against playoff Patrick Mahomes trying to get win number one. Buffalo, KC in Buffalo. Who do you have? Who's going to the AFC chip between the two? I have uh, I have the, the the Bills winning that one. I just think nice. that yeah, okay. I, I hope they win. I, I'm tired of seeing uh, Mahomes in the Super Bowl yeah. <laughs> or in the AFC Championship. So you, you don't want to see Taylor Swift all over the no, the I TV. don't on the TV. No. We've had enough, man. It's uh, it's it's going to be a cruel summer uh, coming up. That's for sure. But I got to say this. I want Josh Allen to win 100%. I want the Buffalo Bills to do it. It's just something tells me playoff Patrick Mahomes is, is here to stay. And as much as I hate to say it, I'll say it's Kansas City. I hope that I'm wrong. I really do. I want to see Buffalo advance to the AFC title. That would be such a good game between the one and two between Baltimore and Buffalo. But um, Patrick Mahomes has been there before. He can afford to uh, to have a bad season and show up in the playoffs. So give me KC over Buffalo. Give me Detroit over Tampa. Of course, so Baltimore getting the win. San Francisco, that being Baltimore in my prediction, Baltimore-Buffalo. We didn't know that for sure yet. So we'll save the, the conference championships for next week. We'll keep it divisional here. Uh, but that's your look at NFL action. Back over to the Miners game. They would get the win against Western Kentucky, 93-87. to Matter of fact, before we go further on the uh, on the men's game, the UTEP women falling against Western Kentucky, 66-65 to in Bowling Green. Uh, man, what, what a tough break for the Miners. I think they've had a number of close games this year and definitely have that that taste in their mouth of uh, of bitterness when it comes to losing these uh these close contests but that's what conference USA basketball is about coach Adams has been of a part of plenty of those games you know on the upside and on the downside when it comes to uh close conference USA matchups but um the Miners um coming back home against Louisiana Tech this one seven o'clock on Thursday definitely uh, hope to see a lot of uh, people make it out there then of course they'll play host to Sam Houston at 2 o'clock next Saturday um, when it comes to their their home stretch. But, man, what a tough one for the Utah women's basketball today in Bowling Green. Yeah, a really rough one. You know, what surprised me when I saw the box score was Mari Petrie didn't start in her place. Uh, Tensaye started. She got 26 minutes, went 3 of 8 from the field, had 8 points, w- 1 rebound all game, 1 assist, 2 steals. So that was that was weird. Mario usually Petra usually starts there. So that was weird. But you know, uh, Jana Sinde, nineteen points. Aaron Wilson, thirteen points. They're, they're always on. So that was great. But yeah, I mean, a one point loss to make it three consecutive losses. That's rough. So. They need the miners need to bounce back. The lady miners need to bounce back as soon as possible. Yeah, and of course they they have um, Coach Ava and, and Coach Adams on staff along with uh, along with a respectable staff. So um, th- there's no doubt in my mind that they're they're you know doing the things in practice and and you know trying to build habits that can turn the corner. But um, time is um, is ticking, man. It's it's going to be the middle of Conference USA before you know it, and uh, we'll see where they're at. However, all that being said, definitely a lot of time to improve, and uh, Bowling Green has been one of the tougher places to play. We, we mentioned this on the men's side, but even on the women's basketball team, they've been one of the uh, more respectable teams when it comes to their home floor in conference play. Um, 
throughout the years, not just this year. So um, definitely, definitely a tough pill to swallow, but one you can look back on and and see where you can improve. So uh, that's what went on when it comes to the women's basketball team today and uh, the home stretch that they have. Um, back over to the men's basketball team here. A lot of uh, a lot of numbers that we mentioned earlier on. Something interesting is uh, that, that I noticed here is. Western Kentucky having more players in double figures, having four. The Miners only have three, but they have the top two leading scorers when it comes to the entire game. Tay Hardy, 27 points. Corey Camper, 19 points. Zid Powell, 17 points. So getting some uh, some good production um, when it comes to putting the hoop in the bucket uh, right there. But uh, you want to see the efficiency rise up a little bit more with Zid Powell. Only four for 15. He does get 28 minutes. And you mentioned this earlier. I think the the best part of his game is um, is trying to take over in moments and, and getting to the cup and getting fouled. So a lot of respect there. Seven for eight, really good from the free throw line. Three boards as well, shows that he was active. Um, also gets a block um, when it comes to his credit and, uh, and a pair of steals. So uh, I mentioned the um, the inefficiency scoring-wise uh, as far as field goals go when it comes to the percentage, but active all over the floor tonight. So a performance that you could um, be excited about moving forward. Uh, Looks like we're going to wrap it up here in just a bit. We do want to hand out some awards. We'll hand out the hot hand of the game presented by Wind Supply El Paso. Visit windsupplyelpaso.com. We'll also give out the player of the game award. It's presented by Timothy Cantrell. If you are in need of a realtor in El Paso, look no further than Timothy Cantrell. Check out listing and information on his social media at Timothy Cantrell Realtor. So uh, those are the awards that are coming up here in just a bit let's uh let's do this let's take a quick break when we come back we'll go ahead and hand out some awards we'll uh give our thoughts more in depth on the road trip coming up for the miners and then we'll wrap things up but we'll be back in just a bit right here on 600 espn el paso you're listening to minor talk presented by the oscar arieta agency And welcome back. Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. UTEP getting the win over Western 93-87 to at the Haskins Center. They get the home sweep to open up their uh, Conference USA home um, start, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Two wins, one against Middle. That coming on Thursday, 73-59. And, of course, a 93-87 over Western Kentucky on Noche Latina. That from earlier tonight, not too long ago, uh, they got a road stretch coming up Louisiana Tech and Sam Houston uh, that one on Thursday against La Tech it's a five o'clock tip-off so pregame um, the um, countdown to tip-off will be brought to you at 430 and then Saturday that one an afternoon game 330 against Sam Houston uh, those games on the road uh, a lot more games to play after that we, we won't reel it all off but um, in this uh, this road stretch against La Tech and Sam Houston after seeing what you've seen the last couple of games uh, by the Miners and, and what eventually were wins and if you want to throw in the uh, the close one against Florida International that's fine but uh, in this road stretch how do you see the Miners performing after the uh, the last two, three games? I think they can, uh, if they play well, you know, like they've been playing towards the end of these games, they can split the series. You know, it's not going to be easy to win them both. But I'm confident that if they play well, play together, and play hard defense like they did today to close out the game, they can win some games, you know. The offense has looked a lot better. There's still room for improvement, but there's there's something to work on here. Yeah, I think there's still a lot to uh, to see that they can improve on. I think there were some uh, some silly turnovers tonight by the Miners, but overall taking a relatively better care of the ball. But this this road stretch, it's going to be a tough one. There's a three way tie when it comes to um, the top teams in Conference USA for their their conference record. That's going to be Sam Houston. Miners are on the road there. Louisiana Tech, the Miners are on the road there. And New Mexico State, they're, they're tied for that third. Uh, they're third when it comes to a being tied for that first place spot. And we've seen the Miners on the road against New Mexico State and eventually fall. But La Tech, 13-6. and six. Sam Houston, 10-9. and nine. So uh, their overall records, probably not some of the best in, um, or, or the best in Conference USA. Um, La Tech definitely um, up there when it comes to best records. Western Kentucky, 
overall uh, now 13 and 6 with the same record as Louisiana Tech. So the Miners falling to the uh, third team when it comes to that first place tie and, um, you know, basically beating a team that's tied for that first place overall record, um, Western Kentucky, and their tie being uh, Louisiana Tech. So just a bunch of fun spiderweb stats if you want to look at that. But um, two teams that are tied for first place in conference, you would say Miners got to go on the road and take on. It's going to be a tough one, but after seeing what I've seen, if they can play that way for, for a good part of that road stretch, I could see them splitting. Uh, but at the end of the day, it is going to be um, a favor that those teams are going to want to return when they come to El Paso and, and Cruces. So a lot of fun basketball to look forward to. Louisiana Tech, though, the hottest team in Conference USA, they're on a three-game win streak, and they're undefeated at home, 9-0. and Overall this year, 9-0 at home in the TAC, definitely a tough arena to play in. So it's going to be fun to see what the Miners can do there. And then for Sam Houston, who they got next Saturday, a 6-2 home record as well. They're, they're on a one-game losing streak, of course. Uh, let's go ahead and go over to the stats um, here because I, I was reading those scores earlier. There was uh, some fun Conference USA basketball that went on today. Just part of me really quickly trying to load this up here but New Mexico State getting the win at home against Middle Tennessee 73-62 to so like I mentioned 3-1 and one in conference play they're, they're, they're turning that corner um, you know starting with this home stretch 9-10 and 10 overall but definitely a good win there but Sam Houston Losing this one tonight against Liberty, 82-66, to this one on the road. So Sam Houston going to want to try and make things right. La Tech was on the road. They took on Jacksonville State. They got the win, 74-57. to um, So long story short, Miners against Western Kentucky, um, the, the best game when it comes to, um, you know, point differential, if you want to put it that way, when it comes to the league. So Miners... Now, 2-2 two and two in conference play, 11-8 and eight overall. It's going to be fun to see what happens. But um, while we were talking about that um, over the, uh, the break and that meaning, the awards that we're going to hand out, I think it's time to go ahead and do so. We're going to give out the hot hand of the game presented by Wind Supply El Paso and then the player of the game presented by Timothy Cantrell. And then we might even have some honorable mentions. But let's just go ahead and get it started here, Alberto, for the hot hand of the game. And it's presented by Wind Supply El Paso. Who do we have? For the hot hand of the game provided by Wind Supply El Paso, we're going to go Tay Hardy? Or you want to go Corey Camper? Let's go Corey Camper, yeah. I like that one, yeah. And, and Tay Hardy, definitely a, a great performance. Uh, but, yeah, Corey Camper having a, a tremendous uh, night tonight when it comes to the ball being in his hand. What would you take away from it? Well, I mean, he just played phenomenal. He's, he's getting better every game, played 30 minutes, 6 of 11 from the field, 6 of 7 from the free throw. That's phenomenal. Three uh, total rebounds, that's great. Drew four fouls. So he's doing it all for the minors, creating disruption, getting out there, doing what he's supposed to do. And that's why he's – that's why he's playing so well, and that's why he's getting so many minutes. His plus-minus is plus 10. So Yeah, definitely something you want to see um, when the Miners have had a lot of uh, scoring droughts uh, throughout the season. So good stuff there when it comes to Corey Camper. He is the hot hand of the game. It's presented by Wind Supply El Paso. Visit windsupplyelpaso.com. And now for our other award, the player of the game, it's presented by Timothy Cantrell. If you are in need of a realtor in El Paso, look no further than Timothy Cantrell. Check out listing and info on his social media at Timothy Cantrell Realtor. And uh, I don't think there's any debate, any discussion as to who the player of the game is. Um, The guy finished with uh, 39 minutes, 9 for 18 from the floor, 4 for 7 from beyond the arc, some cool heat checks, uh, 5 for 5 when it comes to the free throw line, 4 turnovers, but he does get 4 steals. Who are we talking about here for player of the game? None other than the veteran for the minors, Tay Hardy, the heart and soul of this team. Yeah, definitely so. Um, you talk about some of the younger guys. I'm looking forward to seeing getting, them getting more minutes and some of the vets. Um, you know, you, you kind of seen um, all that you could see. But uh, Taya Hardy, definitely an exception to that. An incredible night for Hardy. Efficient. Um, just seeing him command the respect on the floor without even having to say much. He, he's now at a point now where he could show up and 
the other team knows that that's the guy that you got to watch pretty much from the tip off um, to that final uh, buzzer. So Tate Hardy, he is the player of the game. It's presented by Timothy Cantrell. If you are in need of a realtor in El Paso, look no further than Timothy Cantrell. Check out listing and information on his social media at Timothy Cantrell Realtor. Those are that's a look at the two awards that we have. But do want to give out some honorable mentions because um, we were kind of talking about who should be the uh, the player of the game, the hot hand um, award. Who's one of your honorable mentions tonight? For me, it's uh, Zid Powell with 17 points tonight. Yeah, Zid Powell definitely able to play with um, with the pace tonight. I think that's something that was uh, that was fun on offense. Um, early on in the game, there was a, a early bucket that uh, that he gave up, including the end one. But then he's able to uh, to go down the floor and have a, have an assist on you know one of the uh, the future offensive possessions after that. So Zid Powell showing up tonight, four for fifteen when it comes to shooting from the floor, but seven for eight from the free throw line gets three assists, two turnovers, but he does get. A, uh, a block and two steals to his credit. Grabs an offensive board and a relatively good night offensively when it comes to crashing the glass. Uh, Miners get 12 rebounds and Western Kentucky only getting six, so a doubling up on the offensive rebounds there as a team. But yeah, Zid Powell, his his activity tonight um, definitely needed. Uh, that's your honorable mention for me. I'm going to go with Otis Frazier, 29 Minutes tonight, three for eight when it comes to uh, to field goals. No threes for him tonight, but he was active and uh, the uh, the leading rebounder for the Miners and um, tied for uh, leading rebounder tonight when it comes to both teams. Uh, Kalambe for um, for Western Kentucky. He also nabs nine boards, but you got to give it to Otis uh, Frazier tonight. Nine rebounds, only two fouls as as active as he was. Also gets six assists and four steals. This guy was incredible tonight another um a large steel game last game was what eight and he also gets um four tonight so when you split that up that's basically six a game in home conference usa games i know we were kind of uh, skewing that a bit um when it comes to a sample size but it's an impressive number to look at and uh, gives you something to look forward to when it comes to um you know that that spark on the floor at any given moment so otis frazier my honorable mention tonight um you know what guys i think that's pretty much going to do it it was UTEP, of course, getting the win over Western Kentucky, 93-87. We talked about the road trip coming up against La Tech. I think it's split as well. Um, so does Alberto. He has a split. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But we'll have more for this on a, on a night where there's not NFL football, a lot of uh, good football today. First half between Texans and Ravens was fun. And the full game between the Niners and the Pack was also fun. And uh, Baltimore moving on. San Francisco moving on. Tomorrow, it's Detroit against Tampa, and then you also have Buffalo against KC. But that's pretty much going to do it here in the studios at 600 ESPN El Paso, the River Oaks Property studio, uh, Studios, brought to you by Schoolyard Sports. And, yeah, Miners get it done 93-87. to 87. Give us a call next time, 915-505-6009. Send us a tweet at 600 ESPN El Paso, where the next show will be after UTEP is on the road against Louisiana Tech, and uh, we'll have all of that here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 5 o'clock tip-off. Also, uh, don't forget, broadcast starting at 4.30. That coming up on Thursday next week. That's a look at Minor Talk here on 600 ESPN El Paso. It's brought to you by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. UTEP getting the win over Western Kentucky, 93-87.